This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 91, submission 790, Double Dare. Double Dare aired on CBS from April 10th of 1985 to May 22nd of 1985 for a total of seven episodes, one of which was unaired. On your mark. Get set. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing? What are you doing? That oh. is... That, it's that, supposed that, to be the other double one. dare? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be it, the other double. Yeah, it's supposed to be the other double dare, Yeah, Mike. the other one. The other All right. one. All right, I'll put that in. Take a risk. Take a chance. Take a dare. Play the game of double dare. I swear to God, Mike, I'm going to come down. I- I'm going to come down there. I'm we come- are- we already did that double dare, Mike. Come on. Come on now. Get your get your get your mess together, Mike. Get your mess together. Hey, hey Chico, you're gonna come down here? I'm gonna come down there. Uh I live north of you, thank you. Uh, All right, let's do it. Let's do it for real. Okay. Hey guys, you know what that theme song kind of reminds me of? I don't know, but it's boptacular. Axel F from Beverly Hills Cop. That's what makes it so boptacular. And, and, and wouldn't you know it, this was like one year after Beverly Hills Cop. And of course, it, it just screamed like Beverly Hills Cop in form and function. Yeah. Oh, I think it screams something else uh, even more timely than Beverly Hills Cop. I think this screams Miami Vice. Oh yeah, because that was a thing too. That happened. Yeah, that that was a big thing in 1985. Yeah, it would have just premiered in the fall. 
Yeah, but it, it was a house on fire to begin with. And I wouldn't be surprised if ABC and CBS said, we need our own versions of Miami Vice because this is absolutely kicking butt over on NBC. And this would be the CBS version. Yeah, and it didn't last all that long. As we said, uh, six episodes that aired and uh, one episode that didn't air. And maybe the best part of this show, sad to say, uh, as Greg mentioned, is the open. Oh, God, that open, man. There there were some good graphics for 1985 there. I know. And the the music is very catchy. It is a bop. Yep. It's an underrated bop, yes. It's a... it's a bop. It be straight bopping. Yeah, it's an underrated bop. I, I, I'll I'll sign on to that. But what was this show about? Oh well, as I said, it's sort of like a CBS version, kind of, sorta of Miami Vice, but it's not Miami Vice. No, it's about two thieves who work for the cops. Yeah, one of them made the. Mis- the rookie mistake of getting caught. And that, of course, would be Billy Diamond, played by Billy D. Williams. <gasps> Billy D. Williams! Hello, Peter. Welcome to the cool side of the pillow. You've had a hard day. Rest that weary head of yours and drift on off to dreamland. <sighs> Works every time. Well, Billy D. Williams... You're talking about the one that's as cool as the uh, other side of the pillow? As cool as the other side. You've reached the cool side of the pillow, Mike. Oh, uh, thank you, Peter Griffin. He made the rookie mistake of getting caught by the cops. Billy Diamond's partner in this show, Ken Sisko, was played by somebody who didn't have his big break yet. That would come for about another two years. Yep. Mm-hmm. TV's wise guy, Ken Wall. Yes! Oh, yeah. This would be like his first big TV role. Yeah. And uh, playing the lieutenant of the police force is Janet Carroll. And the name may ring a bell. And actually, I had to mention this to Greg before the show, who Janet Carroll is. And this is going to be another one of those things where, oh, it always goes back to one of those shows. So which one does it go to, guys? Night Court, Match Game Hollywood Squares. Yeah, what show is it going to go back to this time? Don't answer, Greg, because you know the answer. I know the answer. You know the answer? Yeah. I don't, I don't know the I was about to say, I don't know, Star Trek? No. It's going back to Married with Children this time because Janet Carroll played Gary the Shoe Store Owner. I, I, I'm, trying to figure, I'm trying to figure that one. She played... A character named Gary. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm shocked about. Okay, okay. Do you guys not know your your married with children backstories and all that? We are not as versed as you. I'm not as versed in the lore of married with children as you, Mike. Okay, well, uh, sit down. Uh, Uncle Mikey's going to tell you a story. So Gary's shoes, for the longest time, was believed to be owned by a guy named Gary. That much I knew. Yes. And then around season seven, maybe season eight, you found out that Gary was actually a female. Oh, no. And, and, and oh, no, what? What, what was, Did Al not know that he was working for a woman? Al did not know he was working for a female. And uh, starting in about season eight, 
Gary of Gary's Shoes was a semi-regular character because she'd oh. check in to make sure that that Al and Griff weren't, you know, totally screwing up, which of course they were. But yeah, she, she played uh, Gary, the shoe store owner, uh, on Married with Children the last, like I said, about three, four seasons. Uh, one note I want to make, you met, uh, Janet Carroll played uh, Lieutenant Samantha Warner character after episode two, because in the pilot, the character was played by Jennifer Warren. Ah. So there, so so that's so there's a thing. Interestingly enough, Janet Carroll would n- be known more as uh, the mother of Tom Cruise's character in Risky Business. And then, oh, uh, there's a character named Sylvester here. I, we may need to tie Greg down for this because I think he's oh, going to lose it. Oh, oh yeah, oh, here it comes here it comes batting down the hatches, people. This is what Greg referred to last week as the preview for this episode. He he said something about somebody on this show being heavenly. Well, Sylvester was played by oh god, Greg's going to explode. Oh god, Joseph Mar, a, a former installment, Second Chance. Yeah. I was so happy to see him on this show. I bet you are. Greg was very contained there, very tame. I was expecting, I was expecting him to go bouncing off the walls. No, that was me when I first saw him on this show. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm oh, sure it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were not nearly as excited as you are right now. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of this show out there. Uh, we were lucky to find the first episode. Uh, and actually, we had to go on our own to find uh, a, a makeshift episode guide. We found, I think we found five of the six episodes. Five of the six episodes. Yeah. So we, we have most of the show covered, but uh, there's not a whole lot of details about this. Yeah. Uh, even looking at uh, Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, Professional thief Billy Diamond is captured by San Francisco Police Lieutenant Samantha Warner, who offers him a deal. If he uses his burglary skills to work undercover for the police, he won't have to go to jail. Diamond agrees on the condition that his former partner in crime, Ken Sisko, is sprung from jail to work as his partner in crime fighting. These are two former convicts, and now they're going to be free and work for the right side of the law. Oh, because to catch a thief, it takes a thief. They're reformed. The system does work in mysterious ways. And the funny thing is, according to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, the premise is actually similar to an earlier series that aired from 1968 to 1970 on ABC called It Takes a Thief. And that show had the first starring role in the lead of one Robert Wagner. Hence yeah. the reference, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a semi-popular show. It's, it's not uh, Double Dare by any means. It, it's been rerun. It may still be rerun on one of your digital uh, channels right now. Well, as I said earlier, there's not a lot of uh, meat on the bone here, so I, I think we might as well just jump headfirst into the episode guide. Okay. Now, again, the, the first episode we uh, talked about, we did find... It's out there. Quality is decent, marginal. It's not bad, but it's not 
pristine. You're, it's watchable. Uh, the it's quality watchable. is watchable. I don't know if the show is, but uh, yeah, it's out there. And the first episode is called Double Negative. Wealthy, sophisticated master thief Billy Diamond and his streetwise partner Cisco investigate a murder-robbery case in their first effort as undercover crime-fighting cops for the San Francisco police. Stars Billy D. Williams and Ken Wall. So there's your episode one. Now, one thing I want to note is if you go on YouTube, now we've mentioned before the Museum of Classic Chicago Television, the Fuzzy Memories YouTube channel in a previous episode. They have on their channel the preview of episode two and at the end a preview of episode three, which we will play in this episode. Yeah, we'll play that uh, uh, for episode two and episode three in a little bit. So the premiere. Um, any feelings about it, guys? Good, bad, indifferent? Uh, it, it's a it's a premiere. It is how it hits all the uh, hits all the main points, and well, Billy D. Williams is his classic Billy D. Williams is. Yeah, I mean Billy D. is great on great in this episode. I mean. I mean, come on, it's Billy D. Williams. I mean, what? He's cool like the other side of the pillow. Yep. Yeah. Well, the ratings that week, I have the ratings in front of me. And out of 70 shows that week, would you believe Double Dare was actually in the top half, 31st? What? Really? 31st out of 70. That same week, the Lucy Arnez show premiered on CBS, and that only got 58th out of 70. Oh. Oh, boy. You know By the what? way, we'll be, we should put the Lucy Arnez show on the list for later. It's already on the list, already nice. taken care of. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. I think Lucy should have gotten advice from her brother, and you know what they should have had an episode take place in? A strip club named Zippers. Say it, Mike. He's shaking his head. He doesn't want to say it. I'll say it for him. Zippers! (laughs) Didn't I say that enough two weeks ago? No. (laughs) Well, also that week, I should add that another new show, which didn't have a very long run, actually broke the top ten. The first episode of the Patty Duke comedy and future installment Hail to the Chief was actually seventh that week. A lot of curious eyes on that one, Patty Duke as president. Well, I mean, it's timely because remember, that's 85, and in 84 you had uh, Geraldine Ferraro as a vice presidential candidate. And who doesn't love Patty Duke? Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Patty Duke. It's, Did- she's a legend. Didn't she plug it on Super Password? Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. Oh, yes. They, they promoted her as from Hail to the Chief, Patty Duke, Aston. Yes. You know, with the title like Hail to the Chief, there should have been an episode where she was replaced with a double by two dwarves and a magician. Oh, boy. <laughs> she did promote Hail to the Chief on Super Password. Um. I'm pretty sure she also did it on the $25,000 pyramid because I seem to remember that uh, she was introduced as from Hail to the Chief on that show too. 
Yeah, Patty Duke uh, aired May 6th of, uh, of 85 with Brian Mitchell. Okay. Now, I, I, I'm sure that uh, she's promoting it then because the show would have been on the air at that point. So, yes, it looks like she may have uh, done the proverbial rounds, going to Super Password and uh, the $25,000 Pyramid to promote uh, a show on ABC, not even on, on CBS or NBC. So that's episode one. Episode two, and again, uh, there's the ending to this online, uh, and we'll add it in uh, at some point. So episode two, th- this one, we've got a whole bunch of names. We have Hong Kong King Khan, and we have Hong Kong Khan, and we have Double Faced. So one of those is definitely the name of episode two. And in that episode, Diamond and Cisco pose as interior decorators to learn why a crime boss has migrated from Hong Kong to San Francisco. So there's Hong Kong Khan. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and King Kong, King Kong. Ha ha ha. Uh, we tried. But one thing I want to note is there's actually three notable guest stars in this episode. The first is James Hong. You'll probably know in a bunch of stuff as that guy from that thing. But his most notable role would come a year after this because he played David Lopan in the 1986 John Carpenter classic, Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, that was a classic. Yeah, and looking at his picture, he rings the bell. I've seen that face before. Uh So he, he could be, with all due respect that Asian guy from that TV show. He, he also played Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World 2. I do remember him from that. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. But the second notable guest star in this episode is Joan Chen. Now, does that name ring a bell, guys? Yes. And why is that, Chico? I don't know. It just does. Well, get ready, guys. She played Josie Packard on Twin Peaks. It always goes back to Twin Peaks around here. Yep. But also, playing a heavy in this episode, Professor Toru Tanaka. Yes! Yes! Yes, the great Professor Toru Tanaka, who you would better otherwise know as Sub-Zero in The Running Man, and also of Three Ninjas. Yes. Everything goes back to Running Man around these parts. Yeah, just uh-huh. wait till just wait until we finally get into an entry that covers Kurt Fuller. Can the world handle it? I oh, can tell you, you right now. Yes, it can. Another guest star on this episode, Evan C. Kim, who, if you've seen the Kentucky Fried movie, he played uh, Lou on A Fistful of Yen, which was sort of the movie within the movie of the Kentucky Fried movie. I'm the only one who saw the Kentucky Fried movie. I never saw the Kentucky Fried movie. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. You need to see the Kentucky Fried movie! Yeah, that was like the Zucker's first big movie, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I recorded it once on my DVR, and unfortunately, I watched like five minutes of it and deleted it. So I've heard of it, seen a little bit of it, but Eh, I needed the space on the DVR, so goodbye. It, 
by it went. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we all don't make perfect decisions in life. I, I wish I had my Kentucky Fried movie back, but I'm sure it'll rerun someplace. Episode three, The Lady is a Tramp. Now, actually, this, uh, we have a little bit of a disagreement here, I think, because this may not be the third episode that aired. Greg and I think this might be possibly the fifth episode that aired. So given the research uh, I've done for this episode, it looks like uh, the Three's a Killer episode, uh, episode five, according to Wiki, may have aired in place of episode three on the night of April 24th of 1985. Uh, The reason we say that is because here's the description given for the April 24th episode. Three socialites turned burglars threaten Billy Diamond's future. Here's the preview of episode three from the end of episode two. So judge for yourself as to whether this is the episode that actually aired as episode three. Next week on Double Dare. Did you ever get dirty? Five mansions have been hit. The consensus downtown is it's Billy Diamond's M.O. Hey, how about that? You're still famous. (laughs) Thrill-seeking rich kids go on a rampage of robbery that turns to murder. I've never seen a dead body before. And Diamond is left to face the music. You're under arrest. Not again. Charge is murder. So the cops are on your case. Only one way to get them off. Yeah, find the real murderer. Kill him, Nikki. And given that information, we have a special guest. Well, at least one special guest. But the, the, the big one that comes to mind is one Marilyn McCoo. The host of Solid Gold, singer for the Fifth Dimension, Marilyn McCoo? Yeah, her. And I, I'm sorry, that's like a perfect 80s pairing right there. Marilyn McCoo and Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does it get more 80s perfect than that? Mm, the, only thing you, the only thing you're missing is, uh, <laughs> well, it's on another network because I'm thinking somebody in pastel suits with wearing no socks. Yeah, you, you're right about that. But, yeah, we're talking about Marilyn McCoo, who was on solid gold forever. Well, not forever, but for seven years. Forever-ish. Forever-ish. And she's been on, uh, I mean, anything like music related back in the 70s, a Soul Train. Oh, gosh. She had her own TV show with Billy Davis Jr., her husband, back in 1977. Uh, She was on Midnight Special, Bandstand. So, again, anything with music in the 70s and 80s and even the late 60s, she was on. One less bell to answer, one less egg to fry. You you love it. You know it. You can't get enough of it. So that's what we're going to call episode three because the, uh, that description definitely matches up to something called three's a killer. While we have confusion about episode three versus episode five airing on April 24th, 1985, we're also a little confused because it might've been episode four that aired on the 24th of April. Uh, Given the brief plot line that we're given in the little, you know, 30 second and 45 second preview, uh, we think it might be an episode called now you see it. Now you see it. 
which uh, Wiki says aired on May 1st of 1985. And actually, this episode is the only episode we don't have any information for. Uh, that night on uh, May 1st of 1985, it did air against Highway to Heaven on NBC, uh, but also a special which recently appeared online uh, called Anything for a Laugh on ABC, which is a retrospective of Chuck Barris game shows. I mean, primarily it's Nillywood game and dating game. Uh, I don't even know if there's threes of crowd in there. It says there's $1.98 beauty show, but I don't recall seeing much of it in the uh, uh, watching uh, anything for a laugh. So episode four was up against uh, a compilation show and a pretty good show in Highway to Heaven because that lasted a good number of years, a good four or five years. Hey, Mike, Michael Landon, come on. Victor French, too. Don't discount Victor oh, French. Victor French and his sweet-ass Oakland cap. Yeah. Yep. And we're talking about the same Victor French who's going to pop up in about two months on uh, the upcoming installment, Carter Country. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about Carter Country as we get closer to the election. And then we get to, again, episode five. Again, there's some disputing here. This could be where the lady is a tramp is, or it could be where three's a killer is. Uh, I have a description of that episode. Lieutenant Warner assigns Billy and Cisco the task of finding out how a presumably small time crook got a hold of a large cache of diamonds. And you see, that doesn't line up necessarily to any episodes. That might actually, well, it could be the episode that was unaired. That could be Diamonds Are for Murder, possibly. Yeah, because I don't see any uh, information on that. All I know is that it is the seventh episode produced. And, and we do have uh, Diamonds as a plot line here, so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this was the uh, the fifth episode that aired. It's very possible. but So, again, we're going – we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants here. Uh, we've got five of the six episodes uh, in like a – sort of almost complete episode guide, but now we don't know whether maybe the unaired episode aired or how they did it. I mean, th there may have been some rearranging at the last second for all we know. They might have said uh, at the 11th hour, okay, we're going to put this episode on. So even though we have this in the, the previews, we're going to air this episode because this is a stronger episode than what we were going to originally air. It's feasible. Could have happened. It, it's, uh, it's not unheard of. It, it, it definitely isn't unheard of, especially nowadays. But I think we're pretty sure that the last episode definitely is double talk. The last aired episode, episode six, is double talk. Wait, double talk? Is Henry Pollock the second in this? No. Oh, that's a shame. He would have been on Webster at the time. Oh, you're talking about future installment double talk? Yep. Okay, just double checking. <laughs> I see what you did there, Mike. I didn't do a thing, at least intentionally. Diamond and Cisco try to outwit a mobster's goons as they search for a woman scheduled to testify against her lone sharking lover. That's it. Six episodes. That's it. We're done. We're done. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna. Add, well, we're not done because I'm gonna add something. There were apparently high hopes for Double Dare because CBS put it on Wednesday nights, 
in place of Charles in charge and E slash R. Yeah, future know. future installments E slash R and Charles in charge season one with Jamie Widows. Yeah, another Jamie Widows mention. That's five, baby. That's five. Four. four, four, four time, four times, four, time. four times in the last five episodes. I've worked in Jamie Widows. Double Dare's competition uh, on Wednesdays at eight. Unfortunately, were two very popular shows. One new at the time, and one that had been around a little while. We mentioned Highway to Heaven. That's your new show that was on NBC. And as we said, it ran for a good number of years, a good five, six years. But what was on ABC on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m.? A little show called The Fall Guy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, you're not beating The Fall Guy. I'm sorry. You're not. No. Who was on The Fall Guy? Uh, That was... Be Heather Thomas, Heather Thomas, Heather Locklear, Marky Post. Yeah, Heather. Oh, oh yeah, Thomas, and, Marky uh, Post, and and Lee Majors. So, so. Th- th- there you go. Billy D. Williams. He may have been super cool, but he's not beating Lee Majors and Heather Thomas and Marky Post. Sorry, not happening. Not in this world. No. Interesting. Interesting. You mentioned that. Uh, he is super cool, but if you talk about him being a black man in as a lead in a dramatic series, he will uh, pretty much shut you down right there. Because I've got a I've got an interview did for the Los Angeles this, Times. This is this is the one I think Mike found. Is yeah, this I the think one he found. I think it is. Go, go ahead. So you know. Billy D. Williams, he's cool as a cucumber, but do not get him started on uh, him being a black man in the lead of a dramatic series because and and also the and I'm quoting the article high failure rate when they do take the plunge. He says, now I'm quoting. There are all kinds of things going on, but everyone's too chicken to say on the screen what's real. It's also political. It's about holding on to positions in power. You lobby, you filibuster, you create obstacles to keep things running in a certain way. Too many viewers should bear responsibility for not demanding a more diversified and realistic views of, the, of races in TV programming. They see black men as comedians or as big black bucks. More people are conditioned to viewing everything in very stereotypic terms. They think that if you're Jewish, you do Jewish things. Or if that you're Irish, you do Irish things. And, you know, Billy D. Williams was just one of those transcendent actors who could play anyone in anything. I mean, just look at Lando Calrissian in the Star Wars Especially in uh, Rise of Skywalker, if you saw it. Spoiler alert. Billy oh, that, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that one scene you're talking about near the end? Mm-hmm. Oh, that one scene. Oh, it's, it was a great scene. We won't spoil it, but if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. He was also on Dynasty for a spell, too, playing the, uh, the, the husband of... Uh, 
uh, uh, uh, Diane Carroll's character. I was, I was trying to remember. So Dominique Devereaux. Thank you, Brain. Well, it's funny because Billy D. Williams was on the final season of Wise Guy, but this is this was the season of the last season of Wise Guy after Ken Wall had already left the show. Funny enough. Funny enough. Uh, that's that's a bit of that's a bit of cheeky irony in it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I I find it very refreshing that uh, Billy D. Williams was so, for lack of a better word, woke in 1985. Yeah, before that term was even a thing. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean that that term wouldn't come around for 30 more years, but it, it does so his his awareness, uh, him being a an African American gentleman and seeing what African-American stars generally do on TV. Uh, but also from the same article, I, I actually pulled up uh, the same article uh, from a different source. The article also talks about the high failure rate uh, of black TV stars uh, taking the plunge into network television. Now, yeah. not necessarily at this time, because you have shows like The Cosby Show, but uh, there's definitely... Uh, some shows with uh, an African-American lead that didn't last as long as maybe they could have or should have. Mm-hmm. I mean, one that comes to mind uh, immediately is that's my mama, which we're going to cover eventually, but it, it was actually a very good show, but it only got two seasons. Yep. So yeah, Billy D. Williams makes a ton of sense here. Well, now that that's out of the way, we got one more thing we need to cover and then we'll be out of here. What's that? Oh no, Mike! Are you? You're pausing. He paused. You're still pausing. Because you know what's coming up. I do. I'm not even gonna say what it is. Just play the music. Just play the music. Play the music. Yeah. So believe it or not, there is Double Dare stuff on eBay. Oh, joy. Yay. And and I have a press photo with Ken Wall and Billy D. Williams jogging. Oh, how nice. Yes, they're they're jogging. I like jogging. It, it It keeps your heart healthy. And jogging was a big thing back in the mid 80s. So they're being very contemporary. So Ken Wall and Billy D. Williams jogging for the TV show Double Dare. And there's even a uh, press blurb attached to it, uh, which I cannot seem to zoom in on, so I can't read it to you what it says. Did you try clicking on the picture to zoom in? Uh, I tried clicking on the picture to zoom in. Uh, I can't read all of it because of the way the photo is uploaded. So I can't zoom in and see the full text of the the blurb uh, that comes with the photo. But it does say something. I can make out premiere and Wednesday, April 10th, it looks like. Uh, so that actually matches up because uh, the premiere would have been Wednesday, April 10th. So this is for the premiere. They're in jogging suits. Uh, they're about as 1985 as you can get. And I believe last time I started with Chico, so I'm going to start with Greg. Okay. Dollars I will... and cents. Do- oh. Dollars and cents. 
twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. Twelve ninety nine, Chico. Twenty four ninety nine. You're giving him a wide margin there. You're giving him twelve dollars. You're, you're being okay. very generous, Chico. He's being very generous, and it still didn't help because the price of this is twenty seven ninety nine. Buy it now on eBay. What? Twenty seven ninety nine. Billy Billy D Billy D Williams commands a high paycheck. You should know this. Yeah, he's as cool as the uh, uh, as the other side of the pillow. We, we've said that all night. Yeah, but Greg, you want to say one more thing? Yeah, one more thing I want to mention. Now, I want to mention something about this show. Who distributed Double Dare 1985? I know. Warner Brothers. Yes. So here's what I want to say. Warner Archive. Now, I, I know you've, re- you've retweeted us once in the past. So we, I, lo- we love Warner Archive yeah. here at It Was a Thing. Yeah. So, guys, at Warner Archive, I'm, I'm begging you. If you can find some way to get the complete series of Double Dare 1985 on DVD, I we will all buy one copy. We'll buy you'll have at least three buys on this series. Yep. If I only can for agree the to theme, that. If only for the theme music, because holy cow, that theme music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That theme music, yeah. And we will put it on the Twitter for this episode. Greg makes a plea to Warner Archive. Put it on the put it on the Twitter. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to add the photo for twenty seven ninety nine is actually the most expensive. There's actually four different eBay auctions with photos. What? Another one with Ken Wall and Billy D Williams is twenty four ninety nine. So if I picked that photo, Chico would have been on the money. There's uh, the, it looks like almost the same photo, just uh, cropped a little bit differently, uh, without a press blurb. For $9.99. And then there's one lot which uh, actually is two Billy D. Williams photos, one for Double Dare, and one for a TV show called Chiefs, uh, a miniseries. Uh, I don't see what year it was in. For a picture of Billy D. Williams in both the miniseries Chiefs and on Double Dare, that's going for $8.76. Whoa. So, so there's four different Double Dare photos with Billy D. Williams with or without Ken Wall. So if you want them, they're out there. But, I mean, if you're a big fan of Wise Guy, I mean, you could, you could have, like, and if you're a big fan of Star Wars and Wise Guy, you get two for one with Billy D. and Ken Wall. You're a big fan of Wise Guy and Star Wars, Greg. Well, I, 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 I've seen some of Wise Guy. It's not like I've seen all of it. I, and by the way, uh, most of Wise Guy is on the Film Rise YouTube channel. By the way, for free if you want to watch it. On the, the same film, the same Film Rise with all of uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Oh yes. So right oh, after, yeah, absolutely the same Film Rise. Yes. So right after you're done watching the Magic Rock, you can watch some of Ken Wall on Wise Guy. It always goes back to the magic rock around these parts. And Twin Peaks. <laughs> and, and, and Married with Children and Night Court and, and Match Game Hollywood Squares. And for our Canadian listeners, well, first off, hi, Dane, but also Definition and Hanging In. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's uh, time to end the episode, and I'm not even going to double dare you to do that. 
We're gonna just close it up right I now. See, yeah, I see yeah. what you did there. Mike. We're not even. We're not even gonna take a physical challenge. No, no, we're, we're, we're not gonna we're, spoil anything. Neither. Oh, jeez, more double dare puns from the other versions. Hey, somebody was gonna make the pun. It was gonna be me. So double dare. It had Billy D. Williams and Ken Wallace. Smooth talking, streetwise thugs turned cops, but ultimately, it was just a thing on TV. Yeah. Yeah, just like the other 90 shows we've covered thus far. Oh, by the way, if you'd like to hear about those 90 previous installments, go to our website, www.itwasathingontv.com. All the episodes are there, links to our socials are there, links to the Discord. Everything you need is there. Our email address is there. Feel free to contact us if you have any suggestions or questions or, or just want to say hi because we're three lonely guys. Yeah, well, yeah. two lonely guys. Mike's not lonely anymore. Yeah. Speak for yourself. Oh, hi, Laura. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah, uh, visit our website. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Like comment subscribe rate review five stars only we accept nothing less and of course don't forget to share because sharing is karen damn right did, did you say sharing is karen oh boy are you gonna get the manager I'm going to get the manager. Hey, while you're getting the manager, can you tell them to bring uh, the next episode, which has the worst game of football in the world? Because, because you know, football is supposed to come back now. We're supposed to have football. We're, we're supposed to be having football. We're supposed to have football. We're slated to have football. Tentatively scheduled to have football. And we'll see if maybe we'll actually have football the night our next episode is going to be released because that'll be Thursday the uh, the 10th. Yep. Uh, maybe if all the stars align properly, maybe we'll actually have a Thursday night football game. We, we might have a season, but who knows at this point. But whether we're going to have a season or not, we're going to be doing this episode this coming Thursday. Oh, yeah. We are. We're gonna. We're gonna. Football or no football, we're gonna have some football for you on our next episode. So You're that's worth, right. We are. That's worth a listen. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, it is worth a listen. Yep. And that episode will be live on Thursday, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Wow. Leia and the Wookiee must never again leave this city. That was never a condition of our arrangement, nor was giving Han to this bounty hunter. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. This deal's getting worse all the time. Furthermore, I wish you to wear this dress and bonnet. This was never a condition of our arrangement. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. This deal's getting worse all the time. Here is a unicycle. You will ride it wherever you go. What? I'm not Riding the unicycle? I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. This deal is getting worse all the time. Also, you are to wear these clown shoes and refer to yourself as Mary. Oh, f- you, man. I'm not doing it. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. This deal.
It's very fair, and I'm happy to be a part of it.